Hello, this is the audio episode for uh, a new blog post for my mental health blog, uh, Me, Myself and Mental Health, which you can get at by www.memyselfmentalhealth.wordpress.com. So uh, hopefully if you're listening to these, you will have listened to the um, first two episodes that I will have done or read them on my blog. Uh, so basically this is still a relatively new idea where I'm recording my blog post because I'm aware that, you know, people sometimes don't like sitting and reading through a blog post. It can look a bit daunting, it can be too difficult to read, or you, you know, literally just can't do, can't sit and read a, a blog because of a, a disability. So this is to sort of um, make it a little bit more accessible to everybody out there. Um, so this week's blog post is called That Lightbulb Moment and it's actually something that happened last week. So I wrote this blog post last week actually after it happened um, and I found it an incredibly um, enlightening moment and really just incredibly helpful and useful in the way I sort of look at my OCD because um, I'm always learning, I'm always developing and I'm still working on sort of accepting it as something that's part of me um, as opposed to something I really want to get rid of and fight and, and to hate. Um, so yeah, that, that's this is really what I'm about to sort of read out really has helped me this week in terms of under, understanding my OCD even more because for me at the moment this is key and sort of getting into conversation with my OCD almost and understanding it or sort of trying to understand it anyway and and listening to it and um yeah it's giving it the sort of the time of day rather than sort of telling it to get lost and push it down down like so I ignore it almost um so yeah what I'll do is I'll just read out this blog post uh, and I hope you enjoy it so as I say, it's called That Lightbulb Moment, and I have put, recently, I feel like my blog posts have taken a different path. Instead of trying to fight my OCD, I have been working on accepting that part of myself. However, although I work really hard to do this, there is always, inevitably, a part of me that wants OCD to be gone, to change into this new OCD-free person. I'm always hoping that I will have that lightbulb moment of, Oh, it all makes sense now. Of course, carrying out rituals isn't going to prevent bad things from happening. And then all my OCD behaviour stops. But you know what? I'm not so sure that I'll ever experience this. And that's OK. The thing that has got me thinking about this happened last week, as I explained earlier. Um, I experienced an intrusive thought as I was sorting through some of my belongings. As always, this makes me feel as though I've transferred this bad thought onto the object I'm looking at or handling at the time and contaminated it. I tell myself that this bad thought will come true if I don't do something to fix it. So I spent a couple of minutes rearranging, trying to put right what bad thing I could have caused to happen. My anxiety did reduce, but I didn't feel completely satisfied. However, I decided to stop anyway. And I'm quite lucky, really. Um in the sense that I can stop because I know a lot of people you know they, they describe OCD as as being stuck and not being able to get out of a ritual for you know 
hours even. So at the moment, I'm in a place where I can stop. And although it's, you know, I don't feel satisfied, I don't get that just right feeling. Um, I can walk away from it and and leave it alone. Um, yeah, that was just a rambler. <laughs> so fast forward to the next day. I was faced with a situation that was very similar to my threatening intrusive thought. Basically, the thought I had had was almost playing out before my eyes. However, as this was happening in reality, I dealt with it and didn't once think back to the intrusive thought I'd had the previous day. I didn't think for one moment that my intrusive thought was to blame in any way in causing the bad thing to happen. In fact, I had completely forgotten that I'd even had this thought until the same evening when I looked at the belongings that had triggered the intrusive thought the previous day and suddenly remembered. I'd had the thought, and although I had carried out a ritual to try and stop it from coming true, it had pretty much happened anyway. After this realisation, I talked to my good old mum about it. I was actually surprised with how well I was coping with it all. I thought I would be in pieces. Because the thing about my OCD is I think that I've come to understand that a lot of it is sort of um, based upon being scared that I'm not going to be able to deal with things um, and not being able to cope uh, after a diagnosis of depression in my last year of university. Um, and it really, you know, knocked me for six, just pulled the rug out from under my feet, all the, you know, all those metaphors. Um, and I just suddenly felt like I wasn't the strong person that I'd always sort of thought I was. I'm not saying that people who have depression or any mental health diagnosis are weak. But I personally just feel that way about myself after that happened. Um, right, I've forgotten where I was now because I've gone on a big, big old tangent. Oh, yeah, I remember. The thing is, I didn't see it as the thought coming true. I didn't see how the two linked and knew that it was impossible that my thoughts could have in influenced the external world. But I also knew that this wouldn't stop me in the future. Or even that same night doing rituals to calm my anxiety or to prevent the bad things from happening. I said all this to my mum and explained that I felt I was waiting for that light bulb moment in my life where I suddenly realised I have no control over events or my thoughts and stopped doing OCD behaviour. My mum replied, I don't think you will ever have that. This is part of who you are. And I think she's right. I can prove my OCD wrong. I can answer it back if I want. I can challenge it, rationalise thoughts and know deep down that my behaviour is irrational. But I don't think I will ever stop being this way. I don't think I will ever experience a light bulb moment because this is me. I am this way. I always have been for as long as I can remember and I most likely always will be. What's important is that I can see this, manage it and accept it. I think of it as a Venn diagram between my rational and my irrational brain. So I think of the two circles overlapping, basically. Um, and at the moment, that's what I feel mine looks like. Uh, and for me, I would call this a normal overlap. I would brand it as sort of, I guess, not normal for me personally, when the two feel completely indistinguish indistinguishable. I knew that was going to be a hard word to say as soon as I typed it. <laughs> Um, this is when I would identify that there was a problem. So at the moment, I can recognise there's this overlap between my rational and my irrational brain um, and the two sort of play off each other or work together almost. And um, But it's when those two circles are completely 
sort of joined up and overlapping and you can't tell which one is which one is which i feel like a little bit of overlap is normal for me but when they're completely overlapping and you can't find which one's the irrational and which one's the rational that's when the i would identify for me that i there was a problem um so i guess for them to be entirely separate is what can be described as the ideal or normal doing air quotations everybody that we all strive for but i actually think that the overlap that i've been talking about is normal life is hard and the world is a scary place which is what can set off our irrational thinking ocd is the way i cope with that in the same way that everybody has their own coping mechanism no matter what that is you know it can be anything it can be i don't know reading writing some people smoke some people drink some people have a therapist to go and talk to and and you know that's that's how they cope with the world some people have a dog you know cuddle a dog their family friends like it could be anything bingo if that's your thing but ocd is mine so maybe i do these things not because i truly believe i have any control over what happens in life instead maybe i do these things because i know i don't have this control and maybe just maybe that is the light bulb moment after all just not the one i was expecting so yeah that's sort of what i've been thinking this week i've had i've been able to sort of now look at some of my intrusive thoughts that happen and those urges that i get to carry out a ritual and i've sort of been able to look at them and and realize that i don't make those links when i go when i go away like when the intrusive thought comes into my mind it seems almost so awful that i can't ignore it and i've got to do something about it but in the moment if that bad thing happens if something you know if shit hits the fan so to speak that is i just i deal with it you deal with it in that moment you, you know i i just sort of i just sort of do it and i never think back to an intrusive thought and think oh god that's because you know i had that thought and i transferred it onto my i don't know my pillow and i didn't quite put the pillow in the right spot and that's the reason why this has happened i never think that and i never have so i've sort of been able to i guess challenge myself a little bit more sort of like understand my ocd and really sort of get that you know this is a part of me and perhaps i am doing these things because i know i don't have control that i can't stop bad things from happening um and that OCD and my behaviour is a way that I do try to, you know, deal with deal with that, deal with that realisation. Um, so, yeah, it's food for thought. And I'm not saying, you know, that it's the same for everybody. Everybody has a different form of OCD. Everybody has different experiences. We're all unique individuals who have our own stories to tell and our own experiences. Um, I really value that I just think by sharing our own stories gives people a different perspective on things um and you can maybe you know I know I have I've learned so much from talking to other people and from reading other people's you know ex about other people's experiences and it's really helped me to sort of have a new outlook on my own struggles so yeah that's the aim really of my blog as a whole just to sort of you know get people thinking because I feel like when you have a mental health diagnosis, or when I did anyway, I completely sort of gave in, gave into it, I guess, and just sort of 
accepted that I had this illness and this is the way it was, a very black and white way of thinking, and now I can recognise that there's that grey patch. So I hope you enjoyed this week's audio episode. Uh, there'll be another one next week. Um, again, you can reach me at my blog, www.memyselfandmentalhealthweb.com. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at me, my, N, M, H. Um, so yeah, follow me, uh, contact me on my blog if you have any sort of feedback on this or my blog um, or you want to get involved in this sort of podcast thing that I'm doing in any way. Um, so yeah, uh, take care and I will talk to you next week. Bye!